we we are back or there's no we there's me <laughs> uh back with it you know um not not to be weird about octopuses um uh, i found out there's octopuses and not octopi strange enough whatever i've been told lies for years now years now um thought it was octopi but um so octopuses are assholes they're, they're assholes that's um, come to the conclusion um, that they are uh, assholes and um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you all about that uh, after the intro music Welcome back to another episode of At The Bench. I am your host, Dr. Stevens, a.k.a. The Scientist Who Lifts. Um, in this episode, I'm going to continue on what I was talking about last week. Um, and I am going to discuss um, this workshop that I was a part of. But before, 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 we, get into, before we get into that. Before we get into that, I, I want to talk about how octopuses are assholes. Now, I know last week, I know last week, I talked about how cuddly they can be when they're high on ecstasy, but that's not who they are as people. They're just high on drugs. They turn into different people when they are on drugs, when they are um, on MDMA. But, they, you know, now they're, they're, now they're just assholes. Now they're just assholes. I saw this. I saw this on IG, and I was just like, "Oh bullshit!" I was, or not bullshit, but I was just like, "You know what? I, I believe it. I believe it." But the fact that someone caught this on camera, like recorded this shit, is it, just absolutely wild. So, found finding out octopuses like to punch other fish for either just being in their space or for no reason at all. They just like to punch them, motherfuckers. Like I'm. I am flabbergasted. Like, but 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 what 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 makes this fucking amazing is that um I, I there's a video there's videos of octopuses punching fish, and I, I'm gonna need go to YouTube uh or 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 just Google octopuses punching fish, and I swear to God. This shit is going to make you crack the fuck up. Because I started laughing hysterically when I saw it. I'm just like, yo, I, why is this so funny to me? I have no discernible clue, but it is. But let, let's, let's, let's get down into uh, some of the science of this, right? So, um, so octopuses are usually solitary creatures, right? But they like to, um, I think with groupers or, or other fish, they like to um, uh, fish or, or hunt for prey in a, a collaborative um, effort, right? They, they would just be inside inside a grouper school, you know, you know uh, um, with multiple, 
school school of fish school of fish and they and groupers help them or other fish help them uh find prey for them to eat so um for some reason uh they would uh because their their tech their um hunting techniques are similar right um so they're just basically being assholes they're using people they they're using other fish but uh during one of these uh, uh collaborative efforts they they was they was out here punching punching fish it's it's, it's kind of like you you on a heist with your homie and all of a sudden he just punches you like i was like yo bro like what you punch me for just because i could now like <laughs> like what so um no no that it's just I, I, this story is absolutely hilarious um and you know it, it was um published in uh because there was an actual study like kind of a study ish but um of this phenomenon it was published in ecology um from some scientists in uh Co- costa rica no well da, 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 da. i actually can't find where they're from um because i think these are names uh <laughs> don't judge me um but yeah yeah man like the uh it's actually pretty wild so you know they're out here just punching fishes like for no for no apparent reason but that's you know i guess octopuses are assholes at at the end of the day they they are literal assholes so you know well what what can you do what can you do when octopuses are being assholes but um you know i think I, but they go into why um you know they might have done it and all this other stuff um you know i'm pretty sure you can find the it's a really short article on um but it's it's so rare that it's hard to study there's a rarity when it happens so it's it's really really hard to study um so i think um you know if they really went down the study, i think it's going to take a while for them to understand why they do it but you know except for them being dicks but you know other than that um, I, I just thought it was something cool to share just because it, I, I swear you should look it up because my God, that is hilarious. So give you your, some of your science tip. Um, now let's get into um, what I uh, what, uh, what I was doing these past four months uh, during this hiatus of mine. Um, so I a friend of mine, a friend of the shows, uh, she, um, she told me about this um, this workshop that the University of Michigan puts on. It's called the Next Prof Workshop, and it's basically used as a tool to um, help you put together your um, professor package. So your your teaching statement, your uh, uh, research statement, your diversity and inclusion statements. You know, they help you with that. And plus, they answer all, like, they, they get panels together. They ha- they answer all the questions that you need answered, um, which is really, really dope. So, like, um, so, you know, I, I got, before I went to Paris, uh, I, I found out that I got into the workshop. And the workshop was after I got back from Paris, um, which was really, really dope. Uh, it was all over Zoom, unfortunately. It would have been cool to be all in person. But, um, you know, they... they you have to be chosen, so they pick people who they feel as if they, um, as if these people are going to, you know, I guess make an impact in the 
not uh, not only in the science community, but like um, I think um, who they feel like they they can be successful as uh, professors in the future. So um, yeah, so it, it's pretty dope. Uh, so I got selected um, and I took part. But but what was interesting is um, it was an email that I got from the my hosting department when I got uh, when I got back from uh, Paris was um, they. They reached out to me. They was like, "Hey, we saw your um, you saw your application. We were really impressed with your application, uh, and we think you'll be a really good fit for um, uh, uh in this department. And uh, you know, I, I guess the the vision of where they're going um in the department. And we would like to invite you for in person uh, uh in person. I guess you could call it in person interview. Any talk. So they wanted me to give a, a seminar um at the university." Um, and I was like, oh, snap, like, that's, I was like, oh, shit, am I being recruited? Like, I've, I've never felt this before, especially in in academia, man, I, I'd be the last person to be recruited, like, people do, uh, and it's, it's really because I didn't have, like, straight A's as, like, coming out of undergrad, and I, you know, I wasn't highly touted, but, um, you know, he, they was just like, hey, man, we, we like what we saw with the, um, with your uh, teaching statement, your research statement, and your your application period, we think you'll be a great fit. And I'm just like, whoa! Like I'm, 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 I'm gonna use this word again, flabbergasted, because you know you I I never expected to get something like that, right? I never expected someone to be interested in um, me as a uh, coming there as a professor, right? But they wanted me to be a part of this program where you you start off you you kind of you you start off as a postdoc, quote unquote. Right. So basically they, they call it like a pre-assistant professor, tenure track professor position. There's a lot of P's in there. Um, and what what it is, it's like uh, they bring you in. You basically get your own like kind of space and uh, you, you lay the foundation for your future lab. And then you transition into being a tenure track assistant professor. And so that kind of allows you to... Um, uh, kind of get your feet wet and gives you like kind of basically two extra years um, before you go up for tenure. So I'm just like, yo, man, this sounds dope. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Like, let's do it. What, what do I got to do? And so, um, I, you know, obviously the first step there, because the application isn't open. So the obviously the first step is going there and giving the seminar. But before I gave the seminar, because um, I accepted because that it, it honestly, I never thought. So I'm a Midwestern boy. Um and I never thought I was going to get back to the Midwest. I never thought I was going to be a professor in the Midwest. I never thought that um, any of the universities that I wanted to be at uh, would uh, uh, work out for me. And a reason being, I don't know, it was, it was a little bit uh, or a lot of bit of imposter syndrome, I guess. Um, but on top of that, right, um, I didn't um, I, I didn't want to be in a small town. And the good the great thing about the University of Michigan is I mean it's right next to Detroit like it's 30 minutes out like it's basically a suburb of Detroit and um you know I got family in Detroit and like it's about two hours away from my hometown I'm just like yo man this be perfect like the like really really perfect right so I'm thinking yo like how can we make this happen uh, cause I'm, I'm, I'm hype about it. Cause like, uh, to be honest, so the university of Michigan was kind of on my list of places to like apply to, to be a professor just because they had, um, all the microscopy things that I need or needed. So, um, 
so yeah, so I was just like, all right, bet. Like, so I, I accepted, I, I planned it for, I think, June. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like end of June, beginning of June, something something like that. Uh, time is starting to run together for me. Anyways, um, but before that was the, um, uh, was the workshop. And the workshop was basically a week long. Uh, I want to say it was like uh, Monday through Thursday. I don't think, uh, yeah, yeah, it was like Monday through Thursday. And, uh, it was cool though. Like, I can't, I can't lie. It was cool. Like it was like, they, they brought in a whole bunch of panels where they, um, talked and discussed, um, like what it's like to be a PI, um, the, the work-life balance of an assistant professor. Um, they, they were really candid, you know, they were really candid with us. They was really, um, straightforward, which I, I personally enjoy when people are straightforward with you. Um, because, you know, be, be, <laughs> people in academia tend to want to lie about shit. I don't know why, but they, they tend to want to lie. And they want, tend to want to lie about, oh, you know, this oh, is great, it's amazing, like, this is this and that, that and this. And, you know, try to keep people in um, in academia. or but the, and, but the problem with that is, they, I, well, recently there's been a lot more job openings in academia, but... Um, Back then, when uh, what I'm talking about is there wasn't really jobs in academia, or people weren't weren't hiring like that, right? And um, the they was trying to keep people away from like industry because I don't know. Well, people keep saying industry is bad, but I was like, can industry be so bad when they pay you like you know double what you you'd make or whatever? So I'm just like, ah, it's, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Like you know, it, and it's less. Like, to be honest, um, industry was my first, like, and uh, was the first thing I wanted to do, but, like, because, uh, you know, less, whole lot less stress. I mean, I'm on, still on salary, and I don't have to take my work home with me. Like, I, I don't know what you, what else you want. Like, when I'm done, when I, when I clock out, I clock out. So, um, don't get me wrong, academia gives you a whole bunch of freedom. You get to work on what you want to work on, but, you know, there's pros and cons to each, you know, each, uh, uh, each route, right? But besides that, back to the uh, next prof uh, workshop through uh, the University of Michigan. So, um, so it, it it was really cool because um, you know they they talked about um, oh you know you um, like what what is it like to uh, what what is diversity like on campus or as a, a professor what is because um, these most of the people were um, uh, of uh, you know, a minority status, uh, then, um, what was it like, or how do you, uh, negotiate your startup package, um, things like that, um, uh, so and so many different other things, you know, they, they talked about, like, teaching statements, uh, uh, what does it take to get tenure, all these things, all these things, everything you need to know, like, it was a wealth of information, and I, like, appreciated being a part of that, um, and then they, they broke us off into groups, um, or they broke us off into our, um, what do you want to call them, um, our hosting department, I guess you can call it. So, it each, so you get uh, uh, put into each department, into a department, right? And then you have a mentor in that department. And then they, uh, you send them your, your uh, rough draft of your teaching and research statements, and then you uh, show, and they actually edit it for you. And then you have a one-on-one with them, 
saying, hey, you know, this is how, it was like, this is your, it was like, this is your teaching statement, this is how you can make it better, you want to do this, you want to do that, um, I'll fill you in for mine, for me, I need to put more personal stuff in there, like, why do I want to, why did I want to um, enact these types of teaching um, methods, um, and then my research statement was pretty decent, uh, I just need to shift some things around, uh, add some figures, things like that, which I didn't know you had the figures in the re- research statement, but you know, th- these are the things that you learn, right? Like you, you learn, you learn things that you didn't, uh, didn't know before. So, um, and I, you know, I, uh, had, had help. So it, it was nice. It was dope. It was, it was a dope experience. I got to talk to my host and then, um, the chair of the department cause, uh, um, and how they want, you know, want to bring me in. Um, so that was, that was really dope. So now fast forward, um, I'm working on my, uh, my seminar and, um, you know, I think it's going well. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with my seminar cause I had to, at the, uh, with my seminar, I have to, um, you know, put in like, oh, this is my future, my future directions, right? Like, it's like, this is what you get when you get me. Um, cause everything's a job, uh, opportunity. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, it was, it was, it was an interesting experience cause uh, you know, I'm, I'm being courted at this moment. Right. It's like, so, you know, they pay for my flight. Uh, I get a, they get me a, you know, a car service to come pick me up, take me to my hotel and shit. They take me out to dinner. Like I've never had, I never had a car service before and it was, they was in suits. It was like, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't an Uber or a Lyft. They were in suits. I was like, oh snap. Like I feel important. I feel real important right now. Like this is crazy. Um, and so they they put me up in a hotel that's uh basically was right next to the um or was on campus but right next to the um uh the science or the uh, uh the bioscience building, I forget what this building is called. But it's a really nice building. I I'll talk about that in a second. But um yeah, so we go out to dinner, um had a really cool conversation with, with my host. She was dope. She was she was young and she she just got there a couple of years ago. Um, so it was, it was all, all in all, overall, the the whole experience was dope. Um, the the building the building that um, that I would have been working would be working in um, is brand new. It's amazing looking building. It's so nice. Um, and then they have like what's craziest. Let me let me tell y'all. They have a natural history museum on the bottom two floors of this building. Like a fully functioning museum, and I'm like, yo, that's wild. And so you hear children in there all the time, like, and they they have the uh, so the, and they have work like paleontologists in there, uh, and they, so they have like the the um, you know, usually it's just a wall, but it's just like they're all windows, so the kids can look up and see scientists at work, which I think is probably the most dopest shit that i mean just as a little kid going in and you was like oh wow like and then you see uh, this is me uh, this is me for <laughs> this is me being uh personal about it it's like if i was a kid coming in there and i look up and i see just a black scientist working i'm just like oh man like what like that would change my whole trajectory right like so i think that is so 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 freaking dope um, so it, 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 it was dope. It was dope. Um, the, you know, obviously when you, when you're doing the, these interviews, you have to talk to oh, so many different people. 
it's tiring, man. Let me tell you, I had to talk to so many different people, um, uh, so many different professors, just, you know, making small talk, talking about research, talking about science, talking about all types of stuff. Um, you know, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to seem smart enough, <laughs> if, if I'm being quite honest, at the end of the day, I was trying to seem smart enough, um, to be there, um, but it seemed like I made a good impression, at, uh, impression at the end of the day, so, um, you know, and I get to see their labs, and the lab spaces, so the lab spaces aren't typical of normal lab spaces, because, you know, um, you know, you walk into a lab space, um, now most of the lab spaces I've been, everybody has their own like sectioned off isolated lab, right? So there's, you know, the, the professor's door or whatever, but then you have the lab or you have multiple labs and then it's just one, just one lab. It's just one person's lab and that's it. Right. Um, what they did here in this space, it's a communal space. It, it's uh so you have about, I think three different labs in one space. And it's, it's really, really interesting because, like, so, um, let's say you have, um, I, if I can remember right, you have, like, nine benches. And not, nine full benches, like, front and back, right? You have nine benches, right? Or nine lanes. I'll say nine hallway lanes, right? And so, each, three of each lane is a, um, is a, uh, 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 what do you want to call it? Uh, is a lab is a someone is someone's lab sometimes it, it might flow over depending on how big the lab is and how much money they have obviously but you know usually um it seems like three three to a person and you know they keep their labs pretty de- a decent size they don't make them like these you know uh, uh well oil machines and make you got 20 postdocs and shit in there and they, they don't got none of that um, at least as far as I know they don't have none, none of that I have I didn't see that but what I saw I was just like yo and then I heard, and you know, talking to, they was like, oh man, it was a, it was an adjustment period, but everybody loves it now because, you know, you get to, you get to talk to, I, I kind of like that, you get to talk to, you know, other people in the lab, like, get to talk to other scientists, like, as a postdoc, you don't get to meet other people because you don't take classes, um, you know, as, as grad students, you get, you know, you take classes with everybody else, um, so, that, I think for, a, as a postdoc, that would have been a dope experience, that would have been a really, really dope experience to be able to, um, uh, uh, share a space with people, and um, don't get me wrong, I hate people, but it, it would have been nice to get to know other people, you know, they, like, currently, I don't know any other postdocs in, at the university that I'm at right now, um, except for the pe- uh, other people in my lab, and that's about it, that's who, all who I interact with, I see people on a daily basis, I don't talk to them, but whatever, um, so yeah, man, that, that was, that was really, really dope, that was really, uh, it was, it was nice. It was it was nice really seeing that. Um, like I said again, beautiful building. What I like is that they have a microscopy court in the basement of the building. I'm just like, oh y'all, y'all, y'all speaking to me right now. Y'all speaking to me right now. What? Um, so that's that's really dope. Um, so I did the uh, the seminar. It went great. Lots of questions, um, which tells me they was engaged, which is. Whew, I was I was worried about it. I was like, man, are they gonna like it? Cause you know, you never know how people are going to react to your research, right? So like, they they enjoyed it, which I had a lot of pretty pictures. So you know that works. Um, wish I had some live cell imaging, but you know, eh, beggars can't be choosers, right? So um, so yeah, man, it it was a it was a really really dope experience. Got to talk to a lot of good people. Um, you know, if 
if I have the pleasure of going there um, and being a part of this program um, that they want me to be part of, I won't probably be able to. I'm currently uh, uh, applying for it now, putting in the uh, materials now, but um, I probably won't be able to get into it for another for another year, which relays a whole other problem. But I'll probably have to get into that in other episodes. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was dope. I had a good time. Like they were, it, it re, if I, if I'm being quite honest, like, like it reminded me of home, like, and yes, it's the Midwest. Um, and you know, Michigan's a way bigger uh, university than the, uh, my undergraduate university, but it gave me that, uh, the feeling of the people, the people there really cared, right? They, they cared about you. They they can't like don't uh, they might be putting on uh putting on a facade for you know for me as a uh someone who who they want to bring in but you know I really you know I can usually see through bullshit like that so um yeah man they really cared they really uh uh wanted um uh me to come there and they would you know they they were being real with me they there was no there there was no like uh uh sugar coat and it was like yo this is how it is this is what this is what it's like here and mostly people had positive things to say which was nice so um i think that was pretty dope i i really i really really enjoyed um my time at the university of michigan um it really felt like home it felt like felt like my undergraduate institution where i felt comfortable like i i was i was barely nervous giving that talk i felt at home i felt you know, I felt like the smartest person in the room, like not the smartest person in the room, but I felt confident, you know what I'm saying? And that confidence is everything when you're giving a talk, like everything. People can see, scientists can see uh, um, uh, blood in the water and they will attack. Um, not all, not all, but like a lot of them, a lot of them will. But, um, but yeah, so, but if you are, uh, I, I don't know if it's just for minorities, but, um, but I, I, I'm a big advocate of getting more uh, people of color into science and staying in science, and uh, I I will not apologize for that. But you know, if you are a person of color and um, you're a postdoc, even I think they had some PhD students in there too. So even then, like, and you have a desire to possibly go into um, going to research and going to academia, I suggest you look up this. Um, this program uh, called uh, next the next prof workshop through the University of Michigan. Um, I promise you, you will not regret it. Um, it. It was a great it was a great experience, and hopefully they bring people in, and I'm sure you'll have a way better experience um, in person because um, these people are pretty nice. I, I can't lie; these people are pretty nice and, and you know helpful, helpful like that. And, and um, you know, it's a way it's a way to put your name out there as well, because they they're looking for people to bring in. Like if you you know, if you are if they feel like you are a top candidate, um, especially as a postdoc and you're early in your career, they want to bring you in and they want to, you know, want you to you know be a part of their department. Um, so, you know, it, it's a it's a recruiting thing as well. So, you know, just put your name out there. Whatever whatever it is to put your name out there, put your name out there. That's my advice to you. But you should definitely, you know, apply for it because it, it's a... And I think other... There's other uh, universities that do it, um, do something similar to this. So, um, you know, look, look for things like... like Look for workshops like this because the more exposure you have, the, the better you are uh, getting into a university, especially as a professor. Um, because they know your name, they know your face, they know who you are. 
and they really, really want you there, you know, because they already know you. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of times that, you know, it still still rings true. Um, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And after you get in on based on who you know, now it's about what you know. So um, that is all I have for that. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to go into anything uh, workout-wise, you know, things are the same. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little bit stronger. Actually, my, my uh, coach is having me eat, eat a lot more because so, <laughs> weird enough, I was only eating like 1,500 calories a day. And not on purpose, but it was, I thought I was eating a lot more, to be quite honest, because um, I was, what was it? I, I I cook all my food from scratch. So when you cook all your food from scratch, you don't use as many calories as they do at the restaurants, right? So, um, you know, I wasn't putting as many calories in. And so now I had to increase my calorie caloric intake to like about 3,000. Um, I feel fat. I, just, I can't lie. I feel fat. I'm trying to get over um feeling the uh the weight the bloatedness of uh putting in like double the calories that I was putting in before um and so you know we're gonna see we're gonna see how that um you know uh, builds my muscles and uh progresses my lifts but um I think I'm gonna have to you know get some cardio in or something because I feel like I I feel like I'm fat I need to be moving I need to be moving a lot more but in Texas I haven't been able to like walk like that just because it's not like a walkable state or Austin is a walkable city. So you got to drive everywhere. You got to drive everywhere. But it's all good. It's all Gucci. I'll, I will figure out a way. <laughs> but hey, listen, that's all I got for you guys this week. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk to you guys about these fellowships that I applied for and how those went. And um, maybe the week after that, I'll tell you about like future plans and what what's next for for my future but um i appreciate you guys for listening and continuing to listen to me ramble on uh, about nothingness um you know that's a little bit of something i gave gave a little bit a little bit of tidbits here and there you know what i'm saying but um i appreciate you guys for listening and i'll catch you guys on another episode of at the bench peace